0: Welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host joined by Mark Osterman. A lot to talk about. Fountain Blue opened. We'll talk about my experience going there on opening day. We do have a full tour available on the channel as well, so you can watch the entire opening morning tour with all the visuals. But we do talk about some of the downsides, I guess, of Fountain Blue. Also, M Resort's expanding, why Luxor is turning into the giant Dorito, and your experience staying there in one of the suites.
1: Forget about Fountain Blue. We talk about the Luxor in detail. Who, who doesn't want to hear about that?
0: Yes, exciting stuff coming up lot that we discussed. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. All of our Vegas content can be found at mtmvegas.com. And if you like this podcast, consider leaving us a five-star review in Spotify or Apple podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see the big Dorito that's going up in Las Vegas? Luxor has been turned into a giant Dorito. I don't know how else to say this other than why didn't they cover up the entire thing? They only did the middle. We saw a picture on Twitter, and then I saw it in person today. It looks quite interesting.
1: Yeah, it's weird that. I mean, it would be a chip if you covered the whole pyramid because that's the shape of it. Doing just like a landing strip, so to say, of nacho cheese is a little bit, a little bit strange. I'm just sad it wasn't there when I was there, but. It seems like this is their billboard, like, hey, we can't make any money off the dirty pyramid, so let's make it a billboard for, like, Bud Light and Doritos now. High class right there.
0: We'll talk about your uh, Luxor stay a little later in the show, but what other brands could they think of next to put on the side of the pyramid? Depends. I don't know.
1: No, like, actually.
0: The diapers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The M just broke ground on their second tower. We covered this about a year ago when they announced it, but they broke ground. They had all their executives out there. And you just happened to visit the M with me this last week. So I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about our experience there. But let's start with talking about this new tower. It's going to add 384 rooms to the property, 15,000 square foot of convention space, new restaurants, and bring it up to a total of 774 rooms and suites. All good stuff. But uh, what did you think of the M when you visited
1: there? I feel like that's way too many rooms for that place. I I don't know. It didn't seem like it was very busy when we were there. The vibe is not great. It's kind of dead. We all commented, the four of us that were there, you know, and this was Friday night. It wasn't like it was like a Tuesday night or something. It was Friday night at like seven or eight o'clock at night. And there was no hooping and hollering, no excitement, no goodness happening. They had a band playing and there was maybe like 20 people in the bar listening to it. It was weird. I mean, it's a beautiful property. It's a little bit dark, not terrible. It it reminds me a lot of like Aria design and stuff like that. I don't know. I've never been in a place that felt so soulless as far as like excitement in life, not as, you know, design or anything. It just, it didn't seem like anybody really wanted to be there. Like they almost had to be there. It was weird. Yeah. We met my buddy who lives in
0: Inspirata. So this is sort of his home casino. I think he's a little bit defensive of it. And even he admitted how dead it was. And it was a Raiders home game. You know, the Vikings were in town to play the Raiders. They have all their sports tie-ins. In fact, In the press conference for the uh, groundbreaking, they said how all the sports partnerships, not only with the Raiders, but the Silver Knights, the Nighthawks, all the local sports here, have sort of played into this. But yeah, on a Friday night, right before a Raiders game, eight o'clock in the casino, it was dead. I wish we were exaggerating, but the vibe in there was as dead as I've seen in any casino. I can't believe it was a Friday night. It felt like a Wednesday afternoon, and even the band couldn't get it going.
1: Yeah, and the band was actually pretty good. They they're playing some good throwback songs and everything and and I enjoyed it there. But we got like this corner booth with two huge TVs right on the uh you know right along the couches and everything, which you would think it would be a primetime spot. And we couldn't even get service there. You had to go up to the bar to get service. They didn't even, you know, have somebody doing drinks in, in that section of the bar, which I found was strange. But the fact that at Friday at 8pm that those seats were even available is kind of shocking. And I don't know, we walked around the whole place. It's pretty. There was nothing that drew me in that would bring me back. Where like Durango, you had the sports book there and stuff, I would go back for that. But nothing in the M that I was like, okay, I, I need to come here.
0: Yeah. Part of this 200 plus million dollar renovation, they're going to have some new venues. So maybe they can breathe some life into the place. As you say, it's beautiful inside, very sort of mid to late 2000s, Aria-esque, as, as you said. But the materials are great in there. It is a nice place. Uh, like I talked about on the show a month, month and a half ago when I went there, it just doesn't feel lively. And I don't know what happened there, how they can fix it. You know, it just feels like a local casino with that typical crowd there. So interesting place. Happy that they are finding enough demand to expand. Hopefully they can get that place back on track in the vibe department. We don't talk a lot about casino vibes, but this one, it's lacking.
1: Yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of vibes uh,
0: this whole <laughs> <laughs> episode, yeah. I feel like. So let's move on to the vibe of the Silver Stamp. We went there. I had talked about it on a show before. This is a really cool, awesome. kitschy... Bar, very Midwest styling, interesting decor. They had a Christmas overlay, which was very good. Lots of beer on tap. Several non-alcoholic beers, too. I think I had a Guinness Zero, and then I had another German non-alcoholic beer. You had a couple other ones. Pickles and chips, that was something that you sort of zeroed in on from their menu. That was delicious. That was the first time it's like potato chips with pickle chips. Very, very good. What'd you think?
1: It's like two potato chips. You put a pickle in the middle, like a pickle chip sandwich type of thing. Some people are confused. You, know, you think like deep fried pickles, but it's not that... It's it's just a basket of Lay's and then pickles on top, and I love, it's my favorite snack. I thought I was the only one that ever did anything about it, and then you see it on the menu. It kind of blew my mind. Very Midwest feel, lower ceilings, dark, kind of dreary, but cool, like just weird stuff all over the walls, which is what you find around here a lot. Everybody that worked there was super, super nice, and it was kind of amazing. Really good beers on tap. I loved, uh, they had like the little Santa hats on all the bar stools and stuff. Just like if I was living in Vegas or anytime I come, I plan and I want to just hang out somewhere and chat, that's where I'm going to go. I mean, it's just that local bar vibe that you don't get much of in Vegas, at least not in the The corridor of the Strip and Arts District and all that stuff, like it just felt homey, which was really cool. The only downside is I didn't see any TVs or anything. So if you want to watch a game, not really happening unless I guess you bring like your own phone or iPad or something like that.
0: Yeah, this is a cool bar to go hang out with people and to just sort of take in the vibe. And the Christmas overlay was neat. I didn't expect that. It's a really neat place outside of Christmas, but the fact that they went over the top to do that was great. Very welcoming place. It's just north of the stratosphere on Las Vegas Boulevard and very close to the heart of the Arts District. So highly recommend that place. Uh, One of the more unique Las Vegas bars and uh, it sort of feels like it's from another place in time. So the Super Bowl fan events are on sale and these are going to be the events that happen around the big game. So we're starting to get the hype up For Super Bowl, they are charging $30 for the opening night and the Super Bowl experience. That's going to take place at 3 o'clock on February 5th at Allegiant Stadium. Players and coaches from the AFC and the NFC team will meet with the media, live entertainment, special appearances, autograph sessions with NFL legends. There'll be mascots there, photo opportunities for fans. $30, $30, not bad. I believe it all goes to charity, they said. And you can get your tickets on Ticketmaster right now.
1: Yeah, I should be in town. Probably not something I would do. I, I understand if you're a fan of the teams or just kind of that experience. Here in Detroit, a season ticket holder, I went to their event for the draft. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing. Interviews, people signing autographs, you know, songs, dance, all that stuff it's just not my thing, uh, but I think it's cool and 30 bucks is really reasonable, so uh, good on them for doing that. I'm kind of looking forward to all the other stuff that's happening around the city for that weekend.
0: Yeah, it should be amazing. A lot of stuff. If it's anything like F1, I'm sure there'll be events all over the place, and who can't wait for the Mirage Volcano to turn into that simulator mountain thing? That's what I'm looking forward to the most, the amusement park nerd. As a reminder, our Patreon is now going. We do a weekly after show. You can watch it. You can listen to it. Patreon.com forward slash Vegas. $5 a month gets you access to all of our after shows all the past content all the future content check it out thanks to everybody who supports us over there so mark i don't know if you knew but a little casino opened up today as we're recording this show is going to come out a little bit after because we have a video on the channel a full opening day tour i woke up super early this morning to go film fountain blue and and it is said Fountain Blue, so if anybody told you differently, they are incorrect. So let's start there, because I'm sure we're going to start with all of that stuff, all the casual fans of Las Vegas who are now hearing it for the first time. But I finally got inside of the place.
1: It looked exciting. It looked you know, beautiful. Everything that I can tell from pictures and videos and stuff online – Uh, looked really cool and what I expected. It was more of like an A-list celebrity thing than I would have expected. You know, when you look at Resorts World a couple years ago, and I know that was, you know, coming out of COVID, so different periods. And Virgin, Virgin was using like C-list celebrities for their, maybe D-list celebrities for their promos and stuff. And they have Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake rolling dice, which I know he put on a performance and everything. But Kim Kardashian was there and stuff. It just seemed more up there, you know, more trendy, uh, popular than, than you've seen for the last couple that have launched.
0: Why are you hating on Mario Lopez? I mean, he was there at the Virgin opening. He's definitely an (laughs) A-list celebrity. Uh, But Fountain Blue opened very Miami. This place feels very Miami, very Florida, and I think in the worst possible way. And this is going to be my only criticism of it. And it just felt very pretentious. And it felt very like exclusionary in the way the employees talk to everybody, in the way that the overall... Uh, vibe was. I don't really know how to classify that. I don't know if that will change in future visits. It's really hard to base this on one visit in the morning, but that is the feeling I got. When you go to places like Cosmo, Wynn, Wynn, probably one of the finest large resorts in the world, if not the best, you feel welcome. Everybody feels welcome there. This didn't feel like that. It felt like you're walking into an exclusive hotel on Miami Beach, and I didn't like that at all. But that's about all I didn't like.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Everything looks great. You're excited for it. And then just the customer service is kind of level. And that comes down from the top. You know, if they're kind of pretentious and that's the way they deal with their employees, that's what their employees are going to do and the way it's going to be handled. And it does feel a little bit L.A., Hollywood, Miami Beach from, you know, the celebrities and then what you're saying, the vibe and people getting trespassed right away. It just, it should have been a celebration and excitement. I did
0: get checked for ID walking around uh, upstairs one place. I got followed by a security guard. When I was just filming, uh, another security guard yelled at me for filming a fountain blue sign, saying I could only film my point of view. And then he said, we'll be watching you, like I was a five-year-old child. But, you know, I followed all the rules. Uh, I went only in the areas where there were no signs not to go. So I did everything by their rules. And hopefully uh, that video turned out well. So check it out on the channel. It is a beautiful place. And that's all I can say. All the pictures, all the videos you've seen, it really is stunning. Perhaps the nicest casino in all of Las Vegas. They did a great job and it doesn't feel dated at all. The design, everything's connected very well on the multiple levels. There's multiple elevators on different sides, escalators, so you can move between the property. It was very hard to find a dead end, which was quite impressive.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. You know, we filmed this right after you got done doing the walkthrough. So I haven't gotten to see all of the footage just been grabbing stuff off twitter and everything it's just so weird that they haven't figured out that people taking videos and posting them to social media TikTok, youtube all that stuff helps them i don't get it like why do you fight this who cares if it's a sign like you put a sign there for people to look at who cares if you're filming a sign you know like what's the what's the problem here this is just helping you promote your product for free. Like you're getting all this for free. And it just blows my mind. Now, if you are filming somebody sitting at a table playing blackjack or something, I get that step in there because maybe they don't want to be in the, the filming or something like that. Like, or maybe you're filming the game. Okay. But if you're just walking around the property, who cares? I, I don't know. Blows my mind. To their credit, I kept moving
0: as I filmed the entire time and nobody bothered me other than the one security guard who decided to ask for my ID. I don't know what she thought I was doing with my camera out there. And what's, God bless What's all the of point them. of the ID? Do they like check it against like a list of people or do they just look to make sure you had an ID? They did say you're required to have an ID. So maybe that's it. I did bring my ID just for this purpose circa obviously scans you at the door other things so bring an id i guess in case they want to ask you for uh for it but check out my video because 95 percent positive the few negatives uh, just the materials everywhere are great everything is beautiful the blues the design, I mean, it really is stunning. Walking into that casino, the lobby, the front entrance, all of it is next level for sure.
1: Yeah, and I love, you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but like the as the sun sets and it reflects off the windows on the outside, it gives me views of Manhattan from Jersey City. If you've never done that for sunset and you're ever in the area, definitely go over there, have a drink or whatever and sit there and just watch the sunset on Manhattan from Jersey City. It is magnificent with the glare off of all those skyscrapers, the glass and everything. Fountain Blue gives me a little bit of that vibe. The one other negative thing I've seen as far as design is the the white marble that they used on the floor. It gets, it looks like it's, been destroyed already after one night and they're just sitting there i think it was vital vegas had people with tennis balls rubbing it out like you think that that would have been figured out ahead of time that maybe that's not the best decision but yeah that's gonna be crazy to watch them maintain
0: yeah i have some shots of it it's bad that white tile is bad That will not last. I mean, it was so scuffed up. It looked like the place was 100 years old, and that was just from the party the night before. Obviously, they have buffer machines, and they'll clean it, but it just seems like they need to come up with a better material that doesn't scuff so easily, because there are scuffs everywhere on that stuff. The one material choice that I question in all of fountain blue, but yeah, that's about it. It looks okay until you start looking at the scuff marks.
1: I mean, hopefully they get the service aspect uh, figured out. Everything I've seen looks great. High ceilings, bright, airy circular everywhere it just really draws you in so hopefully it doesn't make you feel excluded and and unwelcome because that would be sad
0: so from fountain blue all the way south to the giant dorito let's talk about your stay in a suite in the pyramid tower at luxor this is quite an interesting suite you showed it to me i'll let you discuss what it's about and everything else but this was your first time staying at luxor right
1: yeah dirty pyramid Uh, i got the (laughs) the inclinators That's an experience depending on which one you get on. Some are really shaky and others you just kind of feel weird. And then you get off the elevator after you're a little bit, you know, off centered from riding up like uh, sideways on an incline. And then you're walking down a hallway with a railing that's probably like a foot or foot and a half too low. It doesn't feel like the safest. Like, I walked along the doors outside of taking pictures. Like, I was like, I'm not going near that. I feel a little bit vertigo from the elevator. And then leaning over really sets it in. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. I don't know if it would pass code these days. uh, But such cool views from the inside. It's worth riding up just to get those views of the the atrium and everything. Uh, and then you go into the room and it's all angled. I, I wanted to stay in the pyramid just for that, you know, aspect, because where else are you going to get that? And I got the suite where there's a, a little room off to the side that has two chairs and a TV and an angled little seating area. I don't know that anybody would ever use it. You know, it's just two random chairs. They look nice. Uh, the chairs are actually the nicest thing in the room. They look the newest, uh, all the chairs that we had. And then they have like another random chair over by the tub that's just facing the the bed. Maybe that's in place of the mirrors so you can watch stuff going down. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a weird place to put it. Overall, it was okay. I mean, it was clean, scuffed up furniture. The bed wasn't the most comfy, but if you're getting a deal on the room, I think it was fine. The tub, the drain was a little bit rusty and nasty, but I still had to do it. So I did. <laughs> I'm glad you're admitting publicly that you took a bath in that thing. Uh, it is a giant
0: tub. You forgot to talk about the giant block of ice in your refrigerator. I've never seen yeah. an amount of ice like that. That was nuts.
1: Yeah. you. They have this little mini fridge, which is cool. You open it. One, the bottom thing that's supposed to like hide the uh, electronic stuff, the wires and everything is ripped off. So all you see is like dust and dirt and mold and all the stuff from drips. So that's kind of disgusting. And then you open up the fridge and the back wall is like ice the whole way down, like a huge chunk of ice. I'm like, why wouldn't you unplug this every once in a while and let it defrost? One, this should have been swapped out long ago. It's just kind of a a disgusting thing to look at. And it's right in that little room that nobody goes into. So maybe that's why they don't care. I don't know. The bathroom was fine. I will say the water pressure is really weird there. Like on the tub, it shoots out hard. And then the shower, I I turned it on and made you look at it because the shower looks like a fire hose. That is, uh, you know, hosing you down before you go into prison in all the movies. It's it just like shoots at a full blast at you, not relaxing. I don't mind it because I like strong showers, but it was something else. Yeah,
0: I didn't think the room was all that bad. I like the newer renovated rooms, the standard ones that have the old Bellagio furniture and that sort of orange, bluish, African-inspired background. This is an older set of renovations, I think, with the old Mandalay Bay furniture, so I think it's a little bit older, and I don't like the decor as much. It serves its purpose, I guess. I think you were on the top floor of the pyramid, and as you said, the views of the atrium from any of those floors are spectacular, and I even took you into the fire escape, which is super unique because it fans out as you go down the stairs. Always a fun time if people want to hop in there. Uh, the inclinators were rough. They get rough, they get rougher every single time I ride them. We ate at Diablo's Cantina. Food there, decent. I hadn't eaten there in a long time, but decent food. Price is not too bad. And they have a wheel that you can spin. It's supposed to be your birthday, but you talked your way into it.
1: Yeah, I'm a sucker for wheels. If you listen to the travel podcast at Miles of Memories, I talk about my trip to Iceland and Faroe Islands and stuff and wheels galore spinning. Uh, so this one is you pay $7 and then you can spin and you get, you know, basically it's like a discount on all the drinks margaritas wine beers shots so we had really great service there the you know the manager came around and asked how everything was going our our waitress was you know all over everything like on top of everything and, and took care of us and i asked about the wheel and i was like wow making jokes about it being my birthday and she came over and she said yeah i you know i checked your idea it's your birthday go spin so that was really cool, and I said before I went, I always like going in there, sitting in the atrium. It feels like you're outside even when you're not, and it's just a, kind of a cool vibe. And I know it's a more of a chainy type restaurant, but I enjoyed it, and I'd go back. A great place to have drinks, good chips and salsa, really good service. Probably some of the better service I've had at a restaurant in Vegas in a while.
0: I think bottom line for Luxor, and see if you disagree, is the rooms are okay. You know, the newer renovated rooms, the standard ones, I actually like a little better than your suite. But it'll serve the purpose. It's nicer than a lot of those sort of mid-tier hotels in other cities, even though it gets a bad reputation. And I like the casino. You like Excalibur's Casino a little better. We debated that on the last show. But the place still has some theming. And that atrium does it for me every single time.
1: Yeah, I think if you're looking for a cheap stay, I would I would stay there. I, again, it's not an issue to me. Everything was clean, like I said. And I wouldn't even... The casino, I'm not a fan of. It, you know, it's tight, smoky it's cramped it's not not the best selection of stuff but from the atrium you can go right to Mandalay Bay walk through the mall and you can be in a really cool casino one of the better one of my favorite casinos uh, at Mandalay Bay and they have a great restaurant choices there too. Or you can go to you know, the Dirty Castle if you want to rough it up a bit and check out the new center bar. I don't know. But you have options there, which is kind of nice. And I would just hand, head over to Mandalay Bay and it's a way to kind of stay at Mandalay Bay without paying the fee. We walk by the pool on the outside. It's actually a decent, you know, size pool, kind of unique. The shape and everything going under the pyramid around it, the walkway, it's definitely something not to look past, I guess. You know, it's not as bad as people make it seem.
0: The only pool in Vegas with a walkway right through the middle of it from the parking garage. New York, New York, maybe the two walkways go on the side of them. So I don't know, maybe the uh, New York, New York qualifies, but let us know what you guys think about anything. We talked about Luxor, Fountain Blue, the M's expansion, the giant Dorito hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in a couple days with another video. Make sure to check out my full opening day tour of Fountain Blue already live on the channel. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time.
1: Have a good weekend, everybody.